It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. That house is not fit to live in. No one's been able to live in it. It doesn't want people. What is it in that house, Claire? What is it doing? Why is it trying to reach me? Will you communicate with us? Will you speak to us? What is it you want? What do you want from me? Howdy. This is the film with three brains, and I am Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And I am Sean in Chicago. Yeehaw, Sam in San Francisco. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. It's going off your howdy. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Recording from your ranch in Northern California. Howdy. Hi, how are you? (laughs) San Francisco Uh, is the home of ranches. Of course. (laughs) Uh, We are talking about the changeling. Not the 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 Angelina Jolie movie, but the uh, the the horror movie from what was it nineteen eighty? Yeah, starring George C. Scott, uh, haunted ha- hor- uh, ha- haunt- haunted horse, a haunted house <laughs> film. Um, uh, I like the haunted horse films. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've ever we've there ever reviewed a, a haunted it. horse film, have we? <laughs> no, not yet. Has anyone made one? <laughs> I don't know. Oh well. That'll be our Sounds like first a Scooby-Doo of, episode. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our first to film with Three Brains production. <laughs> anyway, The Changeling is, uh, I don't know if you call it a classic? Classic horror, I guess, kind of. Cult? Yeah. Cult, maybe? Classic cult? Cult classic? It I is. don't know. It's I classic. Feel like people have seen it, right? Yes. I, uh, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, probably since we were in college. And I actually thought I remembered it better than I actually did. Um, most of it was kind of felt new. I was like, oh, geez, I don't remember this at all. Um, what about you guys? Sam, why don't you start since you think you've seen it already. Or you I did see it already. Yeah. Okay. So I saw it and I, rem- so it was in my movie list. I didn't remember anything except for pretty much the wheelchair, the, the like, in the attic mm-hmm. that was the only thing that I was like oh yeah like I'd forgotten all of it and going into it I actually I thought it was a different movie I remember it was a there was a house in the middle of nowhere but I think I was thinking of a different house in the middle of nowhere movie <laughs> yeah. um but um so the weird coincidence about this movie which is has nothing to do with the question of when I saw it is that like six months ago V's like, there was a movie I used to watch when I was a kid. And she's like, I think it was Charles Bronson, where it starts <laughs> out with this truck going out of control and driving over, you know, crashing into his his wife and kid, killing them. And I was like, I don't remember. Like, I'm like, I don't know very many, like all the Charles Bronson movies. But I'm like, that doesn't sound familiar. So she's like, I swear it was him. And she went on every streaming service we have. 
and looked at the be- watched the beginning, the first five minutes of every Charles Bronson movie to try to find this movie. And, and then she was like, an hour later, totally defeated. She's like, I can't believe it. She's like, it's this movie. She's like, it's a, it's a scary, good movie. And so anyway, I start watching this movie and she's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, the change that she's like, this is the movie. <laughs> she's like, she's like, we got to go back to the beginning. I want to watch the beginning. This is the movie. So she actually, you know, one of the few times that she was like, I'm watching the movie with you, you know, <laughs> and especially she's like, this is a Cohen pick. I'm like, yeah, she's like, cause usually she's like, if it's a Cohen pick, I'm not watching it. <laughs> so, she has so little faith. <laughs> so anyway, she remembered a number of the scenes cause she had seen it, uh, I guess a number of times when she was like, 10 which shows her, her dad was not her, yeah her her dad had her watch some really messed up movies um but anyway this was one of the ones that she saw a bunch of times when she was a little kid and um that's funny yeah <laughs> what is it rated is it a, is it pg or is it a it's got to be pg right it's nothing like gotta be there's 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 no real swearing nudity there's hardly any violence yeah but it's so, scary you know to defend v's dad you know maybe it wasn't that bad yeah, but she's also mixing it up with charles bronson movies like george she was also watching charles bronson <laughs> yeah yeah i had never seen it i um yeah i have i had had no real um awareness of it at all um oh yeah so i guess hmm. it was cool to be to go in fresh I when Cohen Wait, had you said, had you heard of it? I had heard of I don't I didn't recognize the title, but I I knew there was a George C. Scott horror movie. I guess hmm. I, I was I was vaguely aware of it, but okay, yeah, it was. It, it is was, an R movie. Oh, it's an R movie. Is yes. it? How the hell did it get an R? Just for the sheer fright frighteningness of it. I feel, I, I wonder if people confuse this with The Brood, which was 1979 with Oliver Reed. Who kind of looks like George C. Scott, I wonder. Oh. Is it a brood of uh, vampires or something? It's a, it's a, uh, what are, more what like, uh, what, what is it, like murderous children? Yeah. Oh, that, that kind <laughs> of Logically. Or something. It's a David Cronenberg movie. I've seen it, oh. but it's been years. I don't remember it very well. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, why don't I do a, a rundown real quick? Uh, so George C. Scott plays a composer in New York. He's got a wife and a young daughter. Um, and they're on vacation in North, uh, upstate New York in the winter, and the car breaks down. And while he is in perhaps the most remote-looking phone booth I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> uh, a truck and another car kind of come out of nowhere and like cause an accident, and his wife and daughter, who are just like outside the car farting around having a snowball fight get hit and killed. Um, this, the, the phone booth looks so out of place that I actually thought it was like a dream sequence at first when we were watching, when I was watching it. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> uh, I mean, there used to be phone booth places, so whatever. Um, anyway, so they're killed and then we sort of jump ahead four months and he relocates to Seattle. We don't really know why Seattle, right? I don't recall. He has a like job. He friends there. Yeah, he yeah, has friends or something there. Get him a job, maybe, or yeah, he's a professor of music. Now, yeah, he becomes a professor of music at whatever university is in Seattle. I don't even remember. Um, and he needs to he needs a place to live. And he doesn't want to stay with his friends who offer, but he doesn't want to. He just wants to hole up and write music. And 
for some reason, he decides to rent a historical society fucking mansion that, you know, is enormous. That, that right off the bat, I was like, why is he living here? Yeah. It's so big. One man in this gigantic house. You know, I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, uh, weird things start happening. Turns out the house is haunted. Uh, and he sets out to sort of get to the bottom of it um, and solve the mystery of why is this house haunted? Why is he being haunted or why is he being communicated with by ghostly things? And yep. I mean, that's 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 the broad strokes. So what do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to hear what Sean thought. Well... I think it was important to remember. I think you said last time that this is a throwback, sort of a, a 70s style movie, more more along the lines of the exorcism, like the pacing is slow. Mm-hmm. The, um, you know, the buildup is, is longer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mind that. That's not, I don't think that was the problem for me. I think it was just that at some point I was like, is this a Scooby-Doo episode? I mean, you know, <laughs> there's so much mystery to it. It's more yeah. mystery than, than horror. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I don't know. It doesn't make it a bad movie. It doesn't, I didn't not enjoy it. I think the, the end is sort of weird in the way that it's like, <laughs> there's so many sort of things happening that are sort of metaphorical or, you know, uh, like, like astral projection happening. There's just, there's some stuff that happens. Yeah. I mean, early on, there's like the ball, which I, I like the ball sort of reappearing. It's that's that's like a, yeah. a freaky thing that happens, which is which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there was some missed opportunities. Like, the, you know, he's a music professor. He plays that little lullaby thing and then records it, and then they find the music box, and the music box is the same music he he had just come up with and played. Mm-hmm. And they just, and that's, I thought that was very interesting and would, it would have made a lot of sense for his character. And then it's just one like kind of thing, one more thing that they, they're like, oh, wow, that's weird. You know, and then it's not yeah. really explored or used in a, in a Yeah, and it's way. just sort of, it's sort of left behind. But I thought that was really cool. There's that and the seance I thought was, was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I haven't seen a lot of seance movies, but like the. You know, if you compare it to like the poltergeist seance or something like that, you know, this mm-hmm. it's really well done because, you know, it's this woman, ordinary looking woman who, you know, isn't, she doesn't have a lot of jewelry on or she's not a mystic. She just seems like an ordinary lady. She's just, she's just a medium and yeah. it's set up by, you know, he goes to the psychic, uh, not psychic, but he, he goes to find out about these things and the guy's like, well, 99% of them are crap, but this one... Mm-hmm. you know unbelievable so and that that takes like 30 seconds so not everything is really slow some of it's pretty tidy yeah and i like the seance itself and i like stuff like that it's just there's a couple of really cool things that they did and then they just sort of you know meandered through the rest of it yeah so i think it could have been better but i still liked it yeah that's my initial take yeah so, yeah, <laughs> what he said. <laughs> you know, um, I felt like when I was watching this, I was like, "Oh, so many of these elements were like became like the classic, yeah, like what I consider the classic horror movie elements sure. that you saw over and over." Yeah, and I don't really have movies before this that 
I've been like, you know, I can't name a horror, a house horror movie older than this. Like, mm-hmm. I probably do know one, like House on Haunted Hill or something, but I don't, you know, from, well, that's like 1959, 1960, whatever. But there's mm-hmm. not a lot of movies that I consider before this time of that like hey i watched that or people should watch that or that mm-hmm. i remember so to me to me this was and then seeing it as a kid this was like the introduction and i realized and then re-watching it and actually remembering it this time and seeing a million things later like hey so many of these things have been redone but i'm also like so many of these things have been redone way better like there's like i'm watching this and i'm like hey, some of it reminds me of angela's ashes and some of it reminds me of uh, paranormal activity. Hmm. Um, but like in paranormal activity, the people actually react like in a way, I think George C. Scott was like, like, he's just like, what is it now? You're waking me up. You know, like he wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, it right. wasn't like, holy crap, there's, you know, something really spooky going on here, well, you know? And it's like, and then, yeah. and even when he was finding out something really spooky, he's like, okay, I'm just going to go back to sleep. You know, like I'm going right. to go to bed. I'm like, no, right. you like, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't do other stuff. Like you had this great thing where you, you found out like, Hey, when I record, it recorded this voice that I couldn't hear. Like, mm-hmm. that's an awesome thing. But like, how about setting up your recorder or anything else? You know, like it yeah. just felt like he wasn't going through the same motions that I would expect a normal person who's being freaked out by the possibility of a ghost. You're right. right. It was it, they'd lost the horror elements to it and focused more on the mystery. Once yeah. he's he's like, I'm not scared of this ghost. I want to know why this ghost is here. Right. And that yeah. that is when you're a little kid, there's enough scary stuff in this movie to scare you. But as an adult, you're like, okay, I like the mystery part, but you're kind of botching the scary part. Right. You you raise several good points that I agree 100% with. Um, uh, but so there, there's something inherently fascinating to me about a horror movie where the main character is not afraid, which doesn't make any sense on paper. Like, well, then why are you watching? Like, if, if your main character is not afraid, why would you be afraid? You know? And that's true. But there's also something sort of badass about watching a horror movie f- featuring someone who's lost everything and he's got nothing left to be afraid of, you know, mm-hmm. the, the worst fears of his life have occurred, yeah. you know, and anything after is like, whatever, you know, I mean, what, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> which, I which been is great. interesting. It would have been great if he yelled that at the ghost like right. the second time it showed up. Right. Like, whatever it is you want, bring it on. Tell right. me whatever. I've lost everything in my life. What are you going to do? Scare me out of this house? You right. know, like something that lets us, lets us say, okay, he's going this direction. You yeah. Know, like, like he's like, you know, I'm willing to die in here with you, you know, yeah. or whatever. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got nowhere else to be. Let's do this. You know, <laughs> like there's something really inherently interesting in that, and especially if like you really, if you as a filmmaker, you play to that where like your 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 haunt your 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 ghost is like, all right, motherfucker, let's do this. You know, right. like, and just escalating. You know, there, there's something there that could have been really great. And I'm not saying it's got to push it. You know, like I just said, but what, what you just said, Sam, makes a lot of sense too. Like, like just acknowledge it would have been nice because they certainly play it that way. You know, mm-hmm. he, his performance is that way. Basically, he's not really scared most of the time. He's just kind of like, uh, oh, uh, uh, all right. What? All right, cool. Then what, what the fuck's going on? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so th- that, you know, of course, and like you said, 
this this it feels like this movie and and again I I'm right there with you. I can't think of any earlier haunted house movies. I'm sure there's some, but you know we we're not that old, so I can't think of any. This movie, watching it again, makes me feel like it really laid the groundwork for lots of horror movies that came out. Yeah, you know, hmm. and the first and foremost is one that I actually don't care for is the uh, the sort of not, I don't know, gimmick's not the right word, but um, the sort of conceit that a, a, a house or a person is being haunted by a fairly benevolent entity just looking for someone to solve their mystery, you know, or, uh, yeah. you know, to, to put them at peace, blah, blah, blah. Like, I fucking hate that. I really don't like it at all. Um, to me, it sort of undercuts what makes horror effective. Um, so it's not the changelings fault. It's just, I've seen too many movies like that. And this very well could have been the first. And maybe that's why I remember this movie far more fondly than my reaction to it now. And my reaction to it now is that I was kind of bored, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 and that's the interesting thing about horror as a genre is that you as a viewer, your perceptions evolve more, even perhaps even more so than any other genre, because what scares you evolves as you get older. You know, your sense of humor, st- I mean, at least for me, stay the same. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But the things you're scared of, like... Evolve ever so slightly, perhaps. Like, but how much pee yeah, is exactly, going to come out when I laugh this time? The things you fear, the more horror movies you see, the less effective they become, because it gets... I mean, and that's why I respect a good horror film or a great horror film is because to scare you is hard, especially after years. I'm I'm a a self-proclaimed horror film nut. I love horror films and most of them are disappointing, but the ones that are truly great are really great. Hmm. Well, and and, and the more you watch, the harder it is to be effective. I think. How many horror movies do you want to go back and watch again and again? Like, I mean, if you like the scares, you're not going to, you're like, oh, yeah. this is the part where right. this, you know, like, sure. Mm, good point. So, so how many horror movies do you, well, it depends. I mean, that's the thing, like great horror films oftentimes have different things that are great about them. And sometimes it's not just about, you know, sometimes it's atmosphere and tone and tension, you know, like I yeah. love the original Halloween because it always gives me the heebie jeebies watching him. Michael Myers just sort of, walk through normal life you know on halloween so nobody knows he's wearing a mask you know he's just sort of like wandering around and i always found the idea of that very unsettling and i still do uh or a movie like the thing which always holds up for me i always find that terrifying because of the general conceit of people trapped in the arctic with a fucking alien you know there's nowhere to go you know Mm -hmm. And the sort of the paranoia of it all really takes hold in the way it's filmed is so good. So there's things like that. Haunted horror, uh, haunted house, uh, haunted house movies, I think are really difficult to, to watch again and again, because, you know, one of the things that makes them effective is the surprises of it, so, you know? Yeah. So I remember, uh, uh, watching Poltergeist as a yeah. kid. And, um, I don't know. Did I, did I, I, I don't think I've told this story yet um, about my family and I taking a road trip to like Kentucky and Mm-mm. to see like Mammoth Cave and some other stuff. Like, anyway, 
we it was right when when Poltergeist came out on HBO, mm-hmm. and so when we're at these hotels, we watch Poltergeist, and the first time you watch <laughs> Poltergeist, you're scared, sure, right? Because you're you're I don't even know what what year that was, but it's somewhere around like 84 or something, eighty five, eighty six. So, so, so anyways, <laughs> somewhere 10, 11 years old, you're scared, yeah. you know, sure. and then we watched it again, like 82. we ended up, we ended up like, you know, then it was raining one time or whatever. We ended up sitting, so we ended up seeing this movie like three times in the, the matter of five days. And so by the third time we're laughing at it, we're like laughing at the chicken crawl across the, the thing, yeah. you know, you know, and it totally lost all of its scare stuff and it was just a joke to to go through the movie um you know so i have fond memories of it but at the same is is a fun movie and not a horror movie based on how many times i saw it but it, can I, it can held I, up can I, yeah go so yeah. When's, when's the last time you've watched poltergeist oh gosh it's been for a long time now i would be terribly curious to get your revised opinion after watching you think it it's now. horrible no 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 i love it <laughs> I find it totally unsettling, and I so I watched it many times over the years, and I always find it unnerving as hell. You don't, but do you think that he and, just watched this movie and was like, "Hey, let's just put a normal family in this situation." Like, let's just let's just see. And like, don't like. Don't, I feel like when I watch the Changeling, I'm watching like the precursor to you know the genesis of Poltergeist. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. There's just there's so many things about Poltergeist that struck me as a child that I have retained you know things like the little fucking clown um oh, everybody hates some, clowns. something about the tree coming through his window and like the tree. And oh. scooping him up <laughs> the fucking so the, the bodies in the pool um you know oh, like God. there's there's a lot of things about it that i, I that I, I still find really unsettling and it's so well made and the performances yeah. are so good that it's still like it's under my skin even now i've i've seen it once i saw it at your house going yeah, and I was scared shitless to to go to the bathroom after we watched it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in your dark house and your yeah. Um, and I have not seen it since, and I remember it. Oh my gosh! I remember. <laughs> I, I maybe it's maybe it's a little muddled, but I remember all of that stuff we're talking about the, sure. the maggots and the meat, all of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's it just like sears into your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that yeah. lady who's the medium, yeah, all of it. yeah, and the TV. I mean, that the was a classic scene. Yeah. I, st- yeah, yeah. I started to watch the remake, and I didn't, oh, couldn't get terrible. like twenty minutes in. It's terrible. And they're like, you know, the wife, the Wi-Fi. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't yeah, care for it. I'm like, yeah, this is. There's no way this is good. And so, so the, then, just to bring it back to the changeling, there was nothing. Watching it again, there's nothing in it that gave me any sort of dread any sense of dread the way something like Poltergeist always has or like mm-hmm. The Exorcist which is just fucking terrifying even now um, or even like The Conjuring or you know which I always I, I thought was really effective or even Paranormal Activity which I thought the first one was really effective mm-hmm. um, or even you know any of the you know Rosemary's Baby which is all about tension and terror you know like the atmosphere of it all and the and the, and the paranoia of it all and stuff I mean this one I mean, I hate to say it because I had such fond memories of it, but it, it just, for me, doesn't hold up. And, I, and part of the problem, again, is like we said, it laid the groundwork for so many other films that came after it that, you know, it's been diluted for me, you know, personally. 
well, it's hard to wa- it's hard to watch it sort of and feel fresh about it without knowing having experienced so many different films that sort of cover the same territory. You know, yeah. like Solve My Murder. Eh, all right. You know, I mean, there there was a few moments, some of the camera work in it I, I found really effective, but it was just too few and far between, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the banging was like, all right. I mean, that's that, it just feels lazy at this point, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the premise is is really unsettling that, that a father would murder his son. Or his child, uh-huh. you know, for I guess uh, to get I forgot how'd that work? Like because he wasn't gonna live to see he 21. wasn't gonna make it to twenty one, so he wasn't gonna get his inheritance. Right, right, and so he murders him and replaces him. That hence the title. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, that right there is horrifying. Yeah, the, I think that you, was you the, know, if you it, honestly, if you kind of treated this as a true crime story. And dispensed with the supernatural, it'd probably be more effective. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I I don't see how you you ignore all the supernatural shit and just go, well, you know, at least uh, we got that, we figured out who did it, and they got their comeuppance, and mm-hmm. you know, would wouldn't you? I mean, at the end, there, there's the the place is burned to the ground, and. They're just sitting there, you know, it's sort of, okay, well, what do we do now? Find a new place to live, for one. But yeah. um, wouldn't you wouldn't you still be curious about how what just happened? I mean, and this goes to what we were saying about George C. Scott and, like, you know, why he's, he's just like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> um, I think she, at one point she says, you got to get out of that house. Mm-hmm. But at, by that point, he's already sort of convinced that it's speaking the house is speaking to him right yeah and it's because of his tragedy and mm-hmm. then they make that explicit in the seance mm-hmm. you know she says it and yeah so so i don't mind that i feel like i'm okay with him just being a tough guy and sort of you know being sure his curiosity won over he wasn't going to leave mm-hmm. the, this unsolved but yeah i mean the this like you said this if if it was more of a crime story and mm-hmm. less supernatural stuff then then there'd be less questions hanging yeah like why like why did why did the uh <laughs> wheelchair decide to chase her you know at certain yeah. times and just stand mm-hmm. at, stay at the top of certain times mm-hmm. like it was it was it was a lot of arbitrariness to the uh this this the way the spirit sort of there's there's oh, oh. there's a lot of there's a lot of elements that if you really sort of think about are sort of horrifying and interesting and and influential in later film, you know, like the idea that there's a wheelchair in the attic, you know, just think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had his son in a wheelchair in the attic. He couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Why it's have the wheelchair? It's fucking gross. You know, it's mm. like, it's, it's scary, but somehow in the film, it doesn't really pay off, you know? No, oh, right. I didn't even mention that. <laughs> there's yeah. no elevator, no dumbwaiter. It's just yeah, it's just a, you know, it's just like it's a prison, you know, yeah. for a child. Yeah. It's gross. You're like, Ugh, you think about it, it's gross. But as you're watching it, it doesn't really, you know, the thing about the well is pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. they built a house over the well where the the remains are, which is a like you got to imagine that whoever made the you know the makers of the ring had to have seen the changeling and been like, mm-hmm. yeah, hmm, and interesting. Yeah. And poltergeist. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Real quick, I misspoke too when I said Angela's ashes. I meant the lovely bones. <laughs> that <laughs> makes a lot more sense. I've never seen Angela's ashes, so I was just like taking your word for it. But no, no. Like the wrong. interns are like, Ahem. Um, yeah, yeah, I know because bones. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, it, you know. Anyway, when that, you were talking yeah, about much. solve my murder, I was thinking of stir of echoes. Yeah. Which sure. Is, I mean, there's a bunch yeah. of them. There's yeah. been over Ghost. the years. There's been a lot of them. Ghost. Right? Yeah. Ghost. <laughs> You know, the messengers and hey, I mean, there's just, there's a ton of them. Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see this, you know, uh, yeah, I just it, like, I, my memory of it was of it being very scary and creepy and, yeah. and I'm yeah. sure my reaction the first time seeing it was that because I didn't have, you know, 30 years of watching horror films after it that yeah. all, not all, but lots played on the sort of the groundwork that this yeah. established. Right. Yeah. Yeah, V's V's gripe during watching it was the same as Sean that the the ghost was inconsistent. Like, how can it make this guy's car crash? You know, right. that was a huge uh, moment, huge departure, it, actually. Yeah, and if it can do that, then why couldn't it just do everything, anything else? You know, or everything mm -hmm. else. Well, I, and that's so. that's the big thing about haunted house movies, where the where the the entity is trying to communicate. Or, you know, make you figure out, like, why, I mean, you can talk into a, we, we, you heard clearly in the recorder, just fucking say it. <laughs> just say it. My father murdered me, replaced me with someone else, all right? Now go fucking fix it. My bones are in a fucking well, it sucks. Fix this, please. Sacred heart. You know? Yeah, it's like, all right. That is actually one of my biggest gripes about movies when the when the plot has to be moved forward by people who are face to face, not telling each other things. Yeah, that, sure. It's annoying. Yes, or you know, whole movies whose plot would never have happened if they had had a five second conversation that any normal human would. <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> it also kind of means that almost every episode of Three's Company could have never happened. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> Well, but, so yeah. oh, go ahead, John. No, you, you got a thought. Uh, I was just going to say like sort of, I've always grouped this movie, the changeling with sort of what I think of as sort of the classic seventies films, even though it was 80, you know, like the howling, the omen, um, Rosemary's baby, the exorcist, even the brood, the Amityville horror. Um, and I have fond memories of all of them and almost none of them I've seen recently. So uh -oh. I'm, you know, I've you except, except for The Exorcist. <laughs> so in Rosemary's yeah. Baby, actually. So, you know, I'm wondering now. I'm wondering, you know, oh boy, are they all yeah. a little underwhelming? I mean, I it, and I feel like that's just sort of the nature of horror films, though. Like I already said, it, it's hard, hard for them to be effective on, on repeat viewing. You know, and if they are, then that's a real, that's a, yeah. that's you know, that's a really. Uh, a truly impressive feat and that's a, a sign of a of a really great film i've seen the exorcist twice but i think even though it's slow <laughs> i've seen it 167 times but that's got to be in that category because i i don't think i could watch it a few more times and i don't think i i don't think it would stop being interesting or, or yeah and there's some good. you know there's some things that like some things are just for as a viewer are just inherently terrifying, you know, your, your personal preferences and, uh, you know, like my wife can't stand possession films. She probably wouldn't, mm. would, you know, I'm not sure if she's seen the Exodus, but she'd never watch it again. You know, it's just, it's too unsettling. Oh, okay. so, so, so if you, so if you have something like that, then of yeah. course it's going to be effective. 
Well, that's what's curious to me is because people, everyone has something like that. Everyone has a certain genre or thing that they don't like. But isn't part of the appeal of the horror movie is 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 testing your limits sure. and, and tr- watching something you if don't you like. like horror movies <laughs> well that's what i'm saying I'm, i, I mean, think i think people who don't like that feeling though or don't like horror movies or you know don't they don't want to watch things that are sort of inherently terrifying to them i guess i guess uh, no but i mean i get I get what you're saying like some people like like body horror for me is usually just comedy like it just it, other people like yeah. i don't know how you can watch this you know yeah. Like that's yeah. body horror is never going to get me as like, Oh, yeah. that's creepy. I don't like it. <laughs> you know, that and torture but, porn. I don't get, you know, like it's just yeah. not, not scary. It's just kind of gross. You know, Ugh. well, All that's right. different, right? If you're not, if you're just kind of like, oh, I just don't care for it. That's different than I'm petrified of this. Yeah. You know? Well, I think some people are petrified to the point where they don't enjoy it. Right. You know, like some people don't enjoy watching a movie that scares <laughs> them. So, Maybe this is a good time for an anecdote. Um, I saw The Ring <laughs> around Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. I was dating someone and we were like, you know, we went to a haunted house. And we're like, what else should we do? Well, let's go to, let's go see a scary movie. The haunted house was fun. We, you know, good time, all that stuff. The We went to, we saw The Ring. Which, which version? The American version. Okay. Yeah. And I, I thought it was great. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think it's creepy as hell and I loved it. And, um, <laughs> I we we were kind of newly dating, so I I didn't know how to read this person, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh well, she's awfully quiet. I don't know, is she enjoying this? I don't know if she's enjoying this. She was petrified. She was absolutely she she said she could not stop thinking about that movie, and she was like not sleeping for like a week. She huh. kept talking about it. I was like, wow, that's good movie making. Yeah, I know, I know, and that's what I thought. I'm like, wow, that's a good one, huh? I mean. Well, it, it, but Sorry, it I was too good. Continue. I'm just saying it was too good. It was too yeah. effective. It scared well, the shit just, out of her. <laughs> just to just to sort of expound on that, I saw the Japanese version first, and I saw it. I saw it when I heard the American version was coming out because I had been vaguely aware of the Japanese version. I had never seen it. Didn't know anyone who had, and mm-hmm. so I sought it out and I watched it, and I found it totally unnerving until the end, which I found totally terrifying, and I like I. And I was living alone in Brooklyn <laughs> and I would, I'd, I'd like watch a movie or something and go to bed and turn my TV off. And I would lay there staring at the TV, just feeling unsettled for like an hour before I'd fall asleep. <laughs> and that went on for weeks. That's good. It just like, it struck a fucking nerve, you know? So and I saw yeah, the American yeah. version and the ending was, was effective, but not like the Japanese version. They changed a few key details. Okay. That sort of lost its, I gotta watch its that one. effectiveness for me, but the Japanese version it was just wow, what a great ending, you know. Okay. So that's 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 it then. So I mean, isn't that what? So, <laughs> but some people Aren't don't want that at that all. <laughs> they don't want to see something that scares the shit out of them. Oh, I know a lot of people who won't do that. If, if, yeah, who won't Plenty, take most up. probably most people don't <laughs> think, really want to watch a movie a that terrifies rational them. Th- thought is that i don't want to be completely petrified i don't want to right. soil myself i don't want to have <laughs> right. nightmares out every night right i like soiling myself <laughs> it's, it's a weird you know you look at I, I think that's the thing when you when you look at a lot of lists of best horror movies you end up having these movies that to me only touch on moments of horror um like i don't consider jaws a horror movie 
but it has some moments of terror. Sure. You know, like Alien, same thing. Like it yeah. has, like a lot of these movies have these like, you know, even um, what's the one that always comes up there is um, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Like is not a horror movie except for, to me, the creepy, like, like being in the basement trying with the lights out yeah you know trying to figure out like they they, it's 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 got that horror movie feel for that Mm -hmm. part of the movie but for the rest of the movie it's really not a horror movie um and so i always think it's interesting that a lot of the the lists that say what are the best horror movies have these movies that are really way more palatable and just have a couple moments of horror rather than the the like just you know non-stop like going through uh, you know, scaring you, you know, over and over or really yeah. creeping you out the whole time. Like science lambs, I guess is a little unsettling, but it doesn't, it's, it, it's got a lot of times in between those moments where you're just watching a movie, you know, you're yeah. not, yeah. you're not on the edge of your seat. You're not getting goosebumps. You're not getting grossed out. Those to me are all signs of a good horror movie. Mm-hmm. I want to feel something I want to have a visceral body reaction to to Mm -hmm. say that it's good. Yeah. You know, did you guys ever see it follows? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. I like that one. That's a really great example of, of just like, of like atmosphere and tone and tension in, in just dread, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. That's that exactly. That's, that's, that's the, I mean, that one didn't like give me nightmares or anything, but I just, right. you know, I thought about it a lot and I, and I just thought it was creepy as hell and, yeah. and interesting and a good, you know, premise, you know, it's, it was like kind of like the ring was back in the day, you know, like sure. <laughs> I remember thinking, you know, I wish we had been dating longer cause then, you know, seven days could have passed and I could have called her on the phone and <laughs> 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 scared the living shit out of her, but that would have been horrible and we never would have dated any longer, but I mean... You know, it was tempting. It was like, you know, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people were doing that to each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible to say that. Yeah. After we saw the uh, the American, the U.S. version of The Ring in the theater. Yeah. Um, I got, we're coming out of the theater into the parking garage that it was attached to. And I got separated from V and her friend. So I went and hid behind a column in the um, <laughs> the parking garage and waited for them to come walking by. I could hear them talking and jumped out at them. Oh, it's what is, I don't even know, but almost 20 years later and I still hear how much of a jerk I was to have done that. <laughs> they don't oh, let that go. It. <laughs> it was worth it. it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so the the Shangling, as I'm going to call it now, um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the th- there was a couple. Um, you don't mind if we get back to the movie, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. One of the couple of things that struck me. One is um, when the, right in the beginning, it's like November 27th, upstate New York, yeah. and then you know he's got this younger wife, and she's like, "I'm never going on holiday with you." I'm like, "What?" Who goes on holiday November 27th? You're, you've missed Thanksgiving and you're just going out. Now you're just going to, what, spend a month out there in the middle of nowhere? It was just a weird, it was just sort of a strange timing thing. I don't know. Very small, small nitpick. 
I mean, not as, well, not even, as crazy even, as the crazy phone booth thing, but also like mentioning the date seems so irrelevant. It seemed irrelevant. Exactly what I'm saying. You know, it's like, because well, then they just sort of, once, to... <laughs> once it gets to Seattle and they're like, what, whatever they say the date and then they never do it again. It's like four months ago, you know? Yeah. And, and he, he yeah. even says it, he says it in a line of dialogue, you know, yeah. it's been four months. So why have months. those at all? Yep. Yeah. And then, so based on that, I'm like, okay, so he had this younger wife and then he meets this woman, this, you know, obviously afterwards I looked up who's who and Trish, uh, Vandermeer is his wife is George C. Scott's wife who he's worked with a bunch of times. But <laughs> before I knew that I was like, okay, so you, you've introduced this woman into the story nothing has you didn't flirt you guys didn't talk about your relationship you didn't talk about your history you didn't like have a heart to heart you have a gla- over a glass of wine or anything nothing like it was absolutely not brought up it was it was uncomfortable how long their relationship went with, on absolutely nothing <laughs> on her helping him out with this house you know they, yeah. they exchanged a little look when they meet and that's it it's like okay are, <laughs> what are you trying to do to me here? I'm just, it's more distracting than anything. I'm like, is, is, and then I started thinking, well, okay. Cause he's an older man. But then I, then I was like, remember the wife from the beginning. I'm like, no, no, she was about the same age. <laughs> and then as it turns out in real life, it, the age difference is, is no, is no problem for them because they're married anyway. Yeah. Just distracting. That's all. I just thought it should have come up in some form. It should have been mentioned. They went riding on horses together. It was like, oh, is, are they, is this a date? What are they doing now? And then <laughs> yeah. nothing happens. Not, not even discussed. But also yeah. like the fact that she follows him down the rabbit hole all the way. I mean, she did mm-hmm. not leave his side. It was very nice of her for someone who's not dating or not, has no reason to, <laughs> yeah. you know, to help him out. And yeah. she was horrified by it. She's crying all the time and she's not having fun. And she loses her job <laughs> in the end. <laughs> Just, well, they needed someone there to actually react to this. Yeah. Yes. Like, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's the conclusion I came to is, well, she has to be here because somebody's got to scream. Somebody's got to react to this thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Did you notice the note about the, when she frees, when she, they see the rocking chair at the, at the top of the steps, it says that, uh, you know, they were having a fight and she actually says, stop it, George, instead of John, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was I missed it, but I read about it after. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Did Just you guys watch this for free on YouTube? I started watching it for free on some app called uh, Midnight something, Midnight. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> And it was really annoying because the, the commercials were just too many. So I just stopped it and I went and rented it for two bucks or whatever on Amazon. I watched it on Peacock. Hmm. No commercials. Are you? Do you subscribe to Peacock? I do for the soccer. Oh, so I think Wait, I, don't, I, I, I think it's premium. It soccer. <laughs> so you subscribe to Peacock and Paramount for both for soccer. Yeah, I subscribe to everything for soccer. I have ESPN. Oh, Plus so for they all soccer. have they all have different leagues and shit. Yeah, yeah, ah. it's a pain. Hmm. If they get in the Champions League, that's another app. If they, you know, it's all yeah. it's all crap money. Well, I think the scariest thing must be how high your bill is at the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> it is rather frightening. <laughs> Ooh, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> You're not right. wrong though. So uh, the director of this directed um, Zorro the Gay Blade. Hmm. Have you guys ever seen that? 
No. I it's did. so it's... fucking bizarre. It's like Zoro retires and his gay brother takes over. It's so strange. Hmm. <laughs> it's, I'm curious. Like, why, why was this movie made? It's so strange. <laughs> Um, but he also directed Species 2, so, I mean, there's that. <laughs> so he was the third per, uh, director considered for this? Oh, is that true? I think I he remember, was. Uh, yeah, he did a Gary Oldman movie called Romeo's Bleeding. Yeah. Uh, he did a bunch of stuff. I don't... Is that? Wait. Oh, oh 1993. Right. Yeah. I've seen that. I don't remember it at all. Does it ring a bell? I was thinking of the. I was actually when I saw the title "Romeo Is Bleeding," I forgot it was the Gary Oldman movie. I was thinking of um, uh, a martial arts movie with um, Romeo Is Dead. Yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a weird movie for this guy to have directed. It sounds like it could have been a sequel to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Romeo's bleeding. Romeo's Romeo dead. And then they make another called Romeo Rots. <laughs> and then Romeo resurrected. Anyway. George C. Uh, Scott, such a like accomplished actor, and I can think of like no four kidding. movies he's in. Hmm. Off the top of my head. Just like Patton. Yeah. Exorcist 3, Firestarter, this. Oh, and uh, uh, Dr. Strangelove. Dr. Strangelove, of course. I know he's in other stuff. I could probably think of it if I gave it some thought, but that's just it. Now, right now, I'm like, okay, what else? I don't know. They might be giants. <laughs> <laughs> Only because of the band. Okay. Um, Peter Medic was... Uh, hired with only a month to to get the rewrites and the set construction done, and the first people were Donald Kamel and Tony Richardson, both withdrew due to creative differences. Hmm. I would love to know what those were. Yeah, like <laughs> did they want to pick a genre? You know, they like too much mystery, or did they what? What do they want to do with it? Hmm. We'll never know. <laughs> I suppose not. Unless someone wrote a book about it. We've got our way to tap into the multiverse and see that version. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. There is a double up. I don't know if anyone noticed. Oh, yeah? No, didn't. No, I didn't. I mean, I didn't go through the entire list. There might be more, but I caught one and I thought, I was like, oh, I got one. That's enough for me. One. <laughs> um, especially in this cast from, you know, another era. Yeah. Uh, it was Antonio Ray. Antonio Ray, who was. Estancia, the his uh, housekeeper in the in New York in the beginning, mm -hmm. and she is somehow in Time Bandits. Really, and she's in Time Bandits. Just she's credited with Daisy, and I was like, "What? Who the hell's Daisy?" Daisy. And so uh, before we starting, instead of doing the stuff I should have been like picking the next movie and stuff like that, I was scrambling. To, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Time Bandits, fast forwarding, trying to find this Daisy person. And, and the best I can tell is that she was a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, the woman in the beginning with the, the, the game show. She was a showgirl. A showgirl. Yeah. She's, I don't know why she would be given a name, but that's, that's just, I kind of, Pause it on her face. I'm like, yeah, that, that kind of looks like her. Hmm. That's my best guess. But anyway, she's a cha she's a double up. <laughs> right on. Yeah. 
Oh, she's well, in then. Spaceballs? Yeah, I don't know. She's in a bunch of stuff. So I think they could remake this movie and make it better, but I also think it'd be really hard because a lot of the the things that we've talked about have been done already or redone. But at the same time, I think, I don't know. I think they could do it. I'd be yeah. surprised if they did do it. There's a, there's an interesting blurb. You know, we were talking about the, like the, the, the dates on screen and stuff and like, why did they do that? And there's a thing under trivia and IMDb that says there's some reason to believe that the film was uh, originally longer. Um, and they brought in a Hollywood veteran, uh, Lou Lombardo, built as a supervising editor, late, late in post-production, you know, to sort of Sorry. shape it a bit. Because, uh, you know, it says it's a surprise to find out such well-known and prominently built actors as John uh, Kalikos and Barry Morris have such small roles. And uh, the first guy's death scene it happens off off camera. And then... His wife, Jean Marsh, is a you know pretty well known actor for the time, and she was given special billing up there with George C. Scott. Yet she dies in the first three minutes, and you know, yeah, hmm. there aren't even flashbacks or anything. So I'm curious, curious, you know, like what what this film feels like if it were longer, if it was actually longer, and they brought someone in to sort of you know hack it down a bit. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so wait, did we already did we mention that there was a remake in the works as of 2018? What? what? No. Um what does it say? Joel B. Michaels returning to produce. Mark Steven Johnson, whoever that is, attached as writer and director. Oh. Yeah, it was sure the setting was gonna be Venice, Italy. Huh. Uh it doesn't really say why it didn't happen, but Hmm. They were close. Well, well, well. Yeah, yeah Venice. I can right. see that. I wonder if well, they're going to have to go a really long way to go, dig up a well in a house in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. I thought. I thought when they were look. You know, when they were looking at the map and they were going over um, where the well was and the house and stuff. I thought for sure they were going to talk about um, how Seattle, you know, was destroyed. Um, in the late oh. 19th century, and they yeah. just basically built the new city on top of it, and a lot of that shit is still there down there somewhere, you know. From a volcano, you mean, right? What? Or what do you mean? What was it destroyed by? Uh, the Great Seattle Fire. Oh, never mind. <laughs> well, there is. I mean, there's there's Mount St. Helens is near, and there are cities in. in I mean, it wasn't the whole Northwest city. It wasn't. There's... It wasn't like the whole city. It was like the downtown area. Okay. And rather than remove the debris, they just like covered it up and built the new city on top of it. Okay. Hmm. Poltergeist three. Yeah, it's Seattle. really weird. It's like, it's, it's crazy. Missed opportunity again. Especially when yeah. they, yeah, they were talking about the structure and they were talking about all the, the coal. Yeah, right. Cars so I thought I thought they were going to get into that a little bit. Yeah, um, but they didn't. Oh, well. I'm trying to think of the other J George C. Scott movie I've seen. That I'm thinking of. <laughs> Taps. Yeah, we see that. Firestarter. We're getting closer. What was? Uh... <laughs> 
question. Should we just list them all? <laughs> well, I, th- I don't know if you hit it or not. I was like trying to remember. He's in The Hustler. Oh, The Hustler. No, that's not. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, that, no, that's it. That's it. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. Because he's, no. oh. he's a jerk in that one. Yeah. He's a real asshole. And he's and it's a very good movie, obviously, you know. Um, yeah. But he's such a jerk in it. You just hate him after that. Yep. Bert. He's a turd. Bert turd. All right. What are we doing next? All yeah. right. Well, since, um, you know, we've been doing some change-ups and I did a weird fantasy movie last time i'm gonna do i'm gonna go back to a uh um you know kind of a sure thing um <laughs> is it the sure thing it is not yeah. the sure thing <laughs> that would be the sure thing is not a sure thing let me no, tell you not. i've seen it yeah, i don't recently. think so no <laughs> um okay i can't really tell you much you're, you're gonna guess it no matter what who i give you but i'll give you the year mm-hmm. 1996 mm. oh, i was gonna guess 97 I should let you guess. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will say it's a well-known direct English director. And if I give you the setting, that will totally give it away. Is and it um, like the English patient? You know I'm not going to make you watch that. Because <laughs> then I have to watch that. <laughs> and I've seen it. You should I have haven't. to watch it on your own without me. <laughs> without us. We've already seen it. <laughs> um, 96. Um, let's see. Uh, Is it a period film? No, I wouldn't call it a period film. I, it's, yeah. a, it's a modern film. It has modern music and had... I don't know what else I can say. I'll give it away. Um, it's uh, based on the book of the same name, the came out in 93 i didn't read it um uh, I'll, I'll give you some of the lesser cast and all right you'll, you'll get it i'm sure um kelly mcdonald hmm. kevin kevin mckid hmm Johnny. oh is it is it wait is that tra- train spotting it's train spotting yeah yeah wow i figured nice if job. i said anything about scotland or trains or denny boyle that you would get that so or iggy yep, pop definitely. or iggy pop or yeah Ian mcgregor Actually, I could have said Ian McGregor. That would have, that wouldn't have narrowed it, narrowed it down. Yeah, he made a lot of movies. He made a lot of movies. But, but I haven't seen him for a while. Kevin so. McKid. Yeah. I think we're both them in it. Uh, yeah, I didn't mention Robert Carlyle, but that's no, that's a good movie. Nice pick. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. I haven't seen it since it came out. Wow. Sweet. Wow. I never saw the sequel. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. I don't know. I haven't seen it either, but I was curious about it, and then I just didn't didn't bother watching it. So maybe I will. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. you find a spot where you can see train spotting? <laughs> I think it was said um, stars, which that's not. Oh, really Paramount helpful. Plus has it too. That's that's that'll be mine. And yeah, yeah. You know what I I was gonna mention last time. Um, what? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't? Come on. Uh, no, we were watching The Hunt for October, which is a Paramount movie, mm-hmm. and it's not on Paramount Plus. What? <laughs> and I was like, huh, puzzled. And then I realized, oh, it's such a good movie that they made more money giving it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it was too it was too good a property to just leave on their service. They had to <laughs> farm it out for extra cash. <laughs> oh, that's At least that's my that's my assumption. Yeah, no, you're I probably right. 
Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if I do I own train spotting? Seems like the sort of movie I would have somewhere. Hmm. Not that hmm. now. Wait. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't see anything else other than I do. You can <laughs> What on DVD? No. You just I have it on download? I have a I have a digital file. Nice. Sweet. That I, I don't know where it came from. Legal means, of course. It's on stars too. Yeah. Yes. I think we said that. Oh. <laughs> but I'm saying it's also on stars. <laughs> I oh, you know what though? It's oh, I just looked it up and it's on stars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good. Mystery <Yeah>. solved. <laughs> Our fans will want to know that. <laughs> we should probably tell them where we where they can watch it. Yeah. We should also tell them that if they want to reach us, they can email us at <laughs> thefilmwithreebrains at gmail.com, all spelled out. Yeah. We'll answer it. That's a really long email address. It is. It's probably daunting. <laughs> daunting and haunting. Just mm. like this episode. Oh, Our yeah. best one yet. Oh, yeah. Darn tootin'. <laughs> all right so all right that's enough movie buff i'm out yeah we'll see you at uh, the worst bathroom in scotland thanks for listening oh that's a, that's irish damn it <laughs> <laughs> way to alienate the audience yeah sorry <laughs> i knew that was bad <laughs> well. we'll rock out with you you're not gonna you're not gonna bust out some sort of Mike Myers thing? <laughs> I don't that's not my saying. That's that's Sam's. Oh, I love it. If it's not Scottish, it's crap! That's the film with your brains. Ooh, I'm gonna write a movie.